Welcome to Action Line. I am your host, Jordan Lewis, and joining me today is Liz Perry from Travel Judo. Now, what, tell me your full title, because I want to be professional about that. I'm president and CEO, and thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's great having you. So, first of all, obviously, as someone who hasn't been in judo again for, for a pretty decent time now, uh, tell me exactly what it is Travel Judo does. Travel Juno is the Convention and Visitors Bureau for the capital city, and we market Juno to uh, independent travelers, meetings, and conventions. And one of the things that uh, I really kind of need to do is mention our top sponsors, Alaska Airlines, More Charters, Juno Tours and Whale Watch, uh, Gold Belt Mount Roberts Tram, M&M Tours, Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, Wings Airways, got a few others, uh, Heritage Roasting Company, the Alaska Marine Highway System, AJ Mine, Above and Beyond Alaska, Jorgensen House. Alaska Seaplanes, uh, Juno Food Tours, uh, Barnaby Brewing, Spice Restaurant, Crystal Saloon, and Ock Rock. That is that is a lot of sponsors. <laughs> yeah, these these are our uh, Tier 1 and Tier 2 uh, partners, and uh, we certainly appreciate their investment in Travel Juno. So part of our job is to uh, get our partners out in front of visitors and meeting planners, and get them, uh, you'll get them as much, uh, marketing as possible through our website and our print publication. Gotcha. Okay. I was looking at, uh, what can you call it your cultural tours? Cause I was kind of looking through that earlier in the day. Well, for cultural tourism, we are uh, really looking at how we represent uh, Alaska Native culture, Alaska Native arts and history uh, in our marketing. And we've got some great uh, collaborations going on with Sea Alaska Heritage Institute, for example. They assisted us with embedding Klingit language within our print publication, our visitor's guide, and also assisting us in making sure that uh, the materials that we produce are represented presenting uh, Alaska Native culture in an appropriate manner. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, I would say Alaska, the, the sort of the tourism around the Native cultures has always been very big for Southeast. I mean, compared to other regions of the state, we've tried, it's very evident we've always tried to incorporate the Native culture a lot more heavily than like, say, South Central, like in Anchorage, where it's kind of, I mean, even growing up, there was always regulated to sort of like, oh, you have the cultural center, which is kind of off. Oh, that's lonesome. I only half the reason I remembered it was, it was right next to my high school. So it's like, oh, it's right there. If I wanted to go do that, I could. And I didn't very often because I didn't have a reason to. But it's nice to sort of see that inclusion of Native culture far more heavily. Well, I believe that it is such an integral part of what Juno is and does that um, it needs to be uh, represented, again, in an appropriate way and really kind of out front. Uh, we're finding more and more travelers are really wanting immersive experiences in uh, in culture. And our partners, both at Sea Alaska Heritage Institute and at Central Council, you know, we're working with them to ensure that their pro- uh, products and offerings are uh, being promoted well and um, get a, you know get some press time for us. Definitely. Now, one thing I think is interesting that you had mentioned to me a bit earlier is that you actually don't do any of any work with the cruises at all. That's true. We do not market to the cruise lines at all. We do provide visitor services down at the docks, uh, which is paid for through marine passenger fees. Our two uh, locations down there are staffed by volunteers and some summertime staff, uh, and they will generally see on a, in, in a regular year um, about 100,000, 110,000 uh, visitors in those centers downtown. Gosh, I mean, that's... 
I mean, having that number of visitors would definitely be good. Even you know, this is me thinking of it from like an economic sense. Having that many people coming to town is definitely a good influx in the local economy for sure. It is. Uh, the visitor industry represents about twenty percent of the uh, sales tax for CBJ. So it is a very it's a significant source of revenue. And the other thing that we want to remember is that the operators here in town who are providing those services and excursions and retail opportunities to our visitors are homegrown locally. You know, those are locally owned businesses. So they're our friends and our neighbors, uh, and we have entire you know, families, generations of people who have been in the industry at this point. Gotcha. And then speaking on that front, because obviously we were talking about how it's all local businesses and all that sort of thing. I mean, how long has Travel Juno been a thing? About 35 years. We were incorporated um, in 85 and we were originally named the Juno Convention and Visitors Bureau. And about seven years ago, we decided to make the move to Travel Juno, which had been part of our uh, email and URL addresses for a number of years. Uh, Juno Convention and Visitors Bureau is quite a mouthful to, to get out. And it follows uh, the trends that we see in other destination marketing organizations or DMOs for example, visit Sitka, visit Ketchikan, visit Anchorage, explore Fairbanks. So we are Travel Juno. Gotcha. Okay. Now, what are some of the big events that are coming up that you can talk to me about? Well, we uh, provide some um, assistance, for example, to um, a couple of homegrown events, brand new. Uh, some of the things that we're really excited to support are uh, the Ock Rock Festival and give them some promotion to grow that uh, big you know, music festival and make it a uh, make it a festival that is recognized as something that people want to travel for. Same goes for the Alaska Fashion Week. We are supporting uh, that group. That will happen in May, and um, it that has the potential to bring in a number of people from throughout the region to participate. We also uh, do some advertising just to welcome people, for example, with Celebration, which happens every other year. Uh, that is sponsored by Sea Alaska Heritage Institute. But there are a number of, of meetings and conventions uh, that we bring into town as well uh, to go into Centennial Hall or the Elizabeth Pradovich Hall. They're, you know, they're the right size. And we are actually responsible for marketing Centennial Hall and getting meetings in, into that space. So that that comprises a good chunk of our work. Definitely, especially because, I mean, correct me if I if I'm remembering this incorrectly, but Centennial Hall is definitely has way more space than the Paradovich Hall, correct? That's correct, and Centennial is actually the biggest space in the region. So it is a, an important piece of our work uh, to get people in there, and Centennial is an important you know an important asset for us to be able to market. Gotcha. Okay. So I heard you mention Ock Rock. Talk to me more about that. This is a, a festival that's a couple years old. It is, again, a kind of a homegrown event uh, featuring Alaska Native musicians, Alaska Native music, a variety of genres. I uh, believe this is going to happen uh, every couple of years uh, because it is is big and it takes you know a while to get these things planned and rolled out. So we're excited to... Uh, really promote this as one of the cultural pieces uh, for Juno and help promote Juno as an arts destination. And you know, we we know about the beautiful assets that Juno has, you know, the hiking and the scenery and all of that. Uh, 
One of the unsung pieces of Juneau is that it is an art center for the region. And we want to make sure that people understand that we have a lot going on in the art scene, uh, whether it's music, whether it's visual arts. Uh, we have opera companies. We have symphony. We have homegrown musicians. Alaska Folk Festival has is here. So there are a lot of artistic endeavors that happen here in town uh, that make Juneau recognized as an arts hub for small cities. Definitely. And I find, you know, it's very important to, to explore the arts and talk about the arts and, you know, and show that because oftentimes you find arts kind of gets lumped to the side, even in a tourism sense. You, you know, you focus on, you know, oh, here's our big convention hall that happens to just do mostly not art things or does sports things. I mean, sports has always been a huge driver of tourism for most places. Obviously, I don't think it's been that for here. I mean, our biggest tourism driver, I'm pretty sure historically, has either been you know, nature tourism or maybe even like sort of vining kind of gold rush type. Is that correct? We do focus a lot on our natural assets. Uh, so getting people here to hike, to camp, to enjoy the water, get out and uh, do wildlife tours, photography tours. That has been a lot of the uh, a lot of the push for Juno. As an arts destination, we have an opportunity to promote, um, again, our opera companies and all manner of uh you know, theater, pers- you know, perseverance, for example, and and get people here in the winter time to enjoy those other assets. Another piece of our work is to promote Eagle Crest as well for winter tourism um, and invite guests to come up and spend a long weekend at Eagle Crest and enjoy Juno uh, when they come down off the mountain. Definitely. Although I have to say, I'm not a skier. I could not. I could not spend time at Eagle Crest. That's not. That is not the place for me to be at all. But, uh, I mean, if that's something that everyone else wants to do, I mean, that's their prerogative. <laughs> it's definitely not the place for me, though. Well, and, and I think, too, Juno has a real opportunity to uh, position itself uh, as a training uh, a training area, for example, for athletes. Uh, we have biking track. We've got uh, miles of hiking. We have ridge running, uh, um, athletic competitions. So this is a great place for people to come up and not only compete, but to train as well and enjoy, you know, the scenery while they're doing that. So that will, you know, over time, that will become part of what we do as well. Gotcha. Sounds very interesting. Well, we'll talk more on that training when we come back. We're going to be taking a quick break, but you are listening to Action Line on KNY. Welcome back to Action Line. I'm still your host, Story Loose. At least I hope I am. And joining me still is Liz Perry from Travel Journal. Now, we were talking about uh, how it could be a potential training destination for travelers. Do you want to talk more about that? Yeah, I, I think with, especially with Ironman having come into town back in August, it really sent us in, in a really cool direction in that Juno can be a destination to come in and train. And as I was talking uh, before the break, uh, we have all of the uh, training sites really that an outdoor adventure athlete would want to have. So we've got miles and miles of running and biking. Uh, there is swimming at Auk Lake. Uh, we have, you know, the public pools as well. But for those folks who do um, adventure um, athletic ad- events, uh, this is a great place to come in and train and then relax and really enjoy Juno again, you know, in the, in the evenings or train late into the evening if you are uh, of, a, of a mind in the summertime. So the opportunity is definitely there, and especially with the um, the new 
uh, bike tracks that are going in, um, the opportunities up at Eagle Crest, for example, uh, that just increases those opportunities. Definitely. Now, being the, the foodie that I am, i got to ask you about those food tours. I was a little tempted myself. So what can you talk to me about the food tours? Well, the the food uh, tours here in town um, are operated by, as you know, food tours. Um, they're they're the, the ones that I am familiar with. I, I don't know of any other. But they've got a number of restaurant partners that they uh, you know work around. They have a variety of tours that they do. And it is and uh, ha- has become a top thing to do here in Juneau. There are more and more um, visitors who are foodies who really enjoy. Uh, getting out and learning about uh, local fare, and uh, Juno Food Tours has been able to take advantage of that and uh, and market that. Gotcha. What would you say are like the big the big food places for folks, or do you, would you not know that part? Well, I, I think it all depends on what you like. I mean, Juno is really fortunate in that it's got a wide variety of cuisines represented in town. And I think what what I want to say about that is because of of that variety and because of the commitment that those proprietors have to their craft, it has made Juno um, a star in uh, food tourism industry. So we have been written up in Vogue. We've been written up in the New York Times. We've been written up uh, internationally for our cuisine. We've got James Beard Award nominees here in town. Uh, so it helps put a feather in our cap uh, to be able to promote those businesses as well. Definitely. I, I know I remember from my time as a student, uh, I think it was, I think this happened like maybe three, four years ago. Everyone freaked out because Gordon Ramsay came into town and was doing something downtown. <laughs> and so I remember everyone just losing their minds about that. Yeah, we've had a number of celebrity chefs come into town and, and do shows, do episodes, uh, do podcasts. Uh, and uh, sometimes we find out about them while they're here. Uh, they don't always reach out to Travel Juno, but often they do. And then we're able to uh, provide some assistance or make some referrals for them for their production companies. Definitely. Well, that, I mean, that that sounds like that would be a fun gig, being like, oh, the celebrities are coming to town. Where do I send them? What do I show them of Juno? What do I, what do I hold back about Juno? <laughs> Yeah, all those favorite uh, nooks and crannies that you you kind of hold to yourself. We we certainly get that. Yeah. Now, I understand, because you and I were talking about this during the break, you're actually looking for volunteers for this summer. Yes. Um, our volunteer corps is really important for the work that we do during the, during the season. We uh, operate uh, four visitor uh centers here in town one is a just a self-serve counter out at the ferry terminal but we do have a staffed counter um, at the airport and then we have two visitor information places down on the dock one is a place we call the kiosk which is kind of a a small little area right next to the marine park garage and then our larger uh, main visitor area which is located at the cruise ship terminal during the course of the season we will see 110 120,000 visitors in those areas and our job is to provide accurate uh, and unbiased uh, visitor information there so we have a staff of trained volunteers uh, that we start uh, scheduling uh, this year we'll start scheduling them probably end of April first part of May and um, you know like a lot of different nonprofits and other organizations um, our volunteers have uh, in some cases have kind of fallen off you know kind of to the wayside uh, with covid and uh, just their general um, 
wanting to keep themselves safe. Um, They tend to skew a little bit older. So Travel Juno is looking for uh, folks to come in and volunteer a few hours a week to assist our visitors. And uh, if you're interested in doing that, you can go online to our website at TravelJuno.com. And there is an area there where you can uh, fill out a form and indicate your interest in uh, volunteering. It can be as much uh, as you want or as little as just a few hours uh, a week or a few hours a month. We can get you scheduled in, get you trained, and uh, we do have mandatory trainings that we uh, require. We want our volunteers to have the best and most current information and uh, make sure that they know exactly what's going on and who's open, who's not, uh, what that tour is like. Uh, there are some perks to being a volunteer. Uh, occasionally, our operators will provide a familiarization tour to our free of charge to our volunteers so that they can see firsthand what that tour is like. So uh, it's a fun thing to do. We have volunteers who've been with us for decades and love it. So I encourage you to go to the website or call the office at 586-2201 and uh, talk to Sarah Landon, who is our Visitor Information Services Manager, and talk to her about uh, volunteering. All right. Well, I mean, if any of you are listening and looking at a volunteer gig, there you go. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? We don't have too much time left here. Well, I want to remind folks uh, to put on their calendars that our annual travel fair will be held at the Jack on April 22nd. Uh, that's a Saturday. And once again, that is a great place to come in and meet some of our partners and take advantage of some locals' discounts. So if you've got friends, family coming into town, or you yourself want to take advantage of some of the tours that are operated here in Juneau, travel fair is a great place to come Come in and learn more about those and uh, get in on some drawings. We're going to be giving away Alaska Airlines tickets again this year. Uh, a lot of our operators have their own giveaways. It's just a fun time. It'll run about from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Jack, and you'll see more about that in the coming weeks. All righty. Sounds very good. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming in. I very much appreciate it. you taking the time to talk to me about all the, the fun world of tourism that is Juno, especially considering that's, you know, that's Juno's main thing is our tourism and all those sorts of activities. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, I very much appreciate it. You have been listening to Action Line on KINY.